Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Hey everyone, welcome to Elijah Streams. Today is Tuesday, April 25th. 2023. I'm your host, Kelsey O'Malley. I'm filling in for Steve Schultz. It's so great to be back with all of you guys. I have been on maternity leave. For those of you who don't know, um, we welcomed our son on February 23rd, um, 2023. There's our son, Luke. Luke Malachi, he was eight pounds, um, seven ounces. And he's just such a sweet little boy. He's starting to smile and coo. And I would bring him on here and be like, you know, like the Lion King. But my husband has him out for a walk now. So we've just been so, so blessed by him. But I'm happy to be back with all of you guys. The team is on their way to Israel right now as we speak. Uh, They're going to be gone for two weeks. So, hey, pray for them if you get some time later tonight. Uh, Just lift up a prayer that they would have safe travels and uh, that God's hedge of protection would be around them in Israel. I'm going to try to get updates for you guys as they go through Israel just to kind of share, hey, they did this yesterday or any supernatural experiences they have, um, we'll keep you guys up to date. I know there's probably many of you who wanted to go and it just sold out so fast, but we'll try to keep you in the loop of all the amazing stuff they're doing. Um, I can't wait for today's show. We have Kim Robinson on with us and she's going to be sharing some recent dreams, recent encounters that she had. I know it's really going to bless you, but before we bring Kim on, um, we just want to thank you guys so much for your continued support of Uh, All that we're doing through digging wells, um, people's lives are truly being changed. I I know they're seeing the love of God. um, And that's really the difference of what Elijah Streams is doing. You know, they are showing the love of Christ to these people who otherwise um, would have no access to clean water. So thank you again for your giving. We want to play this video to show all of what your support is doing. So be blessed by this. Again, guys, any amount helps. And um, I know that so many lives are being changed by your radical giving. So thank you again. You can donate at ElijahStreams.com slash donate, or you can mail in your check. And um, we just want to pray right now over those who have given, who've been faithful um, to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Father, I thank you for those who have given out of their personal finances. Lord, I thank you for those whose hearts are compelled to help Um, those who are less fortunate than us. God, we've been so blessed here in America. We've been given so many things. So Lord, I ask that you bless the giver. Um, Lord, I ask that you pour out from heaven um, your wonderful blessings upon them and their families. Lord, we also pray for those in Uganda or that you continue to show them your love through Elijah's dreams. And we thank you for all you're doing in Jesus' name. All right, guys, we have an amazing show. My guest today is Kim Robinson. So let's bring her on and hear her recent dreams and encounters in heaven. Hey, Kim. Hi, Kelsey. I'm so happy to have you back. I'm glad to ha- I'm glad to be invited back. I was hoping today was bring your baby to work day. <laughs> <laughs> we were all wanting to see it. If it was bring your baby to work day, you'd see me like this. You know, it's so funny because once you become a mom, um, you kind of are always moving. And it's like you realize you're brushing your teeth or something. You don't have the baby and you're still moving. And you're like, why am I moving? So it's, I'd be like this the whole time might be distracting. But if he's ever awake, guys, this week or these next two weeks, I'll like, you know, the Lion King. I'm like, ah, good. You know, those beautiful blue eyes. Yeah. But, you know, Kim, I know that you've had some uh, really awesome dreams. I was reading through your first dream that you said, and I was like, wow, this is this is amazing, a beautiful dream. And so I know people will be blessed by it today. Uh, why don't you go ahead and share with us first? Let's start with that, the April 6th dream, because that's a, that's an amazing revelation, amazing dream from God. Um, so why don't you go ahead and share with us what the Lord showed you about new beginnings? Okay. Yeah, it's, it was really good. So I, he woke me up Well, I had the dream when I looked over at the clock and it was over, it was one thirty four. And so uh, one plus three plus four is eight. 
you know, so it's new beginnings. So I feel like this is just something that he was really wanting to encourage people. And so in the dream, uh, I saw it was like a, a tent or like a tabernacle that the priest would enter. So it was a large tent. It was like a pop-up tent. <laughs> you know, it was a, like a large tabernacle. And remember, this is a dream. So a lot of, you know, there's symbolic things in the dream. And so I was standing and I was watching this take place. And I saw this large tabernacle and I saw the enemy coming up to this this tabernacle to this tent and they began shredding the tent and pieces began falling off piece by piece and what it exposed is what was underneath this tent mm -hmm. and it exposed a rock solid heavy concrete alien shape design now remember this is symbolic <laughs> this is symbolic and the enemy realized they saw what was underneath the tent they saw this rock solid alien shape design and it scared them because they knew that inside of this alien shape concrete heavy design were the foreigners from heaven and they knew you know, I was watching, I was watching the enemy and when they saw that they knew what it was and they knew inside of this, this, um, the spaceship <laughs> were the foreigners from heaven. And they knew that the foreigners are the ones that know their authority and they know their power mm -hmm. and that scared the enemy and the enemy ran off. And I know that in the dream, the enemy was representing demonic spirits mm -hmm. and the, the demonic know that the foreigners which is that's us right and we know our authority and we know our power mm -hmm. when the and you know it was like when the shredding of the tent when when covid shut down the some of the churches that was like the shredding of the tent but what that actually exposed is this rock solid concrete design and the holy spirit it was really cool because so in the I was dreaming, but the Holy Spirit was talking to me while, while I was in this dream. And he was saying, it was just real encouraging. He said, there is no one and there is nothing that can remove the rock solid Christians. And that scares the enemy because the enemy thought that they won when the covering was being shredded. Mm -hmm. COVID was shutting, shutting them down. They thought they won. The demonic thought they won. And yeah. he said, but what they didn't know is that it was exposing the Christians that are rock solid, who know their authority, who know their power. And this rock solid concrete ship, he was saying, represents God's presence mm. on the earth. Wow. And he said, he is solid. His presence is heavy on the earth. He is our covering and he is rock solid. He said inside of him are his people. That's us. We are hidden in his rock solid, unmovable, heavy presence. We're not hiding, but we're hidden and we cannot be removed. Yes. He said the heavy presence of God cannot be moved off the earth. And he said the enemy thought that they could. And he showed me that the demonic thought that they could just easily fling the presence of God off the earth like a Frisbee. Wow. They thought that's how easy it was going to be to remove the presence of God off the earth. It was just going to be an easy thing. They can just fling us off. But what they didn't know is God's heavy rock solid presence cannot be removed and we are in him mm -hmm. and so he was saying be encouraged no one can remove us we are concrete we are rock solid and we are unmovable because we are hidden in him amen and i thought that was really good and then he gave me this scripture psalms 144 it says there there's only one strong safe and secure place for me it's in god 
alone who gives me strength for battle. He is my shelter of love, my fortress of faith, who wraps himself around me as a secure, secure shield. I hide myself in this one who subdues the enemies before me. And then he reminded me of Colossians 3, 3, that your true life is hidden away in God. Yes. So we are hidden for real in his presence and he cannot be removed. Amen. You know, so it's, you know, that was just, it's real. It was, just, it was comforting to know really where we are and that he is not moving. You know, no one can remove him off the earth. No one can move him. And, you know, we're safe, we're secure. And so, you know, we carry the presence of God. We carry the authority. And that's what he was really wanting to encourage. You're still here because you know your authority. You know your power. And we carry that. We carry that authority and that power. And we carry the light of God because his life is in us. And then he gave me this, um, then I had this encounter with Jesus and it was, you know, some was of the this right after the dream that you went into an encounter or was this days later? This was actually before. Okay. And it just kind of all tied together. So it was like, he had this theme going, <laughs> you know? And so I'm like, I like this because it all just kind of fits together with where we are now, you know? And so this encounter that I had with Jesus, I had been worshiping Jesus and I heard him say, I have things to show you. And so that's that is your indication that he wants to he wants to show you something. So by faith, and that's how you have these encounters, is you by faith you step over. And so by faith I stepped over and I was again a little bit at a distance, and I saw from a distance what looked like a teepee. And that's you know kind of what I described because to me from a distance it looked like a teepee with light that was just bursting out of the top of this teepee and I walked up closer to this to this teepee and I realized that it was feathers mm. and the 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 feathers of these angels had formed around Jesus and it looked like a teepee to me you know kind of had that shape Mm-hmm. But out of the top of it was this light that was just bursting out of the top. And I was I was standing there just like that is the brightest, whitest light I have ever seen. You know, and some of the some of the car dealerships, if they're having a big sale, they have those big, huge spotlights like in the parking lot, you know, and they'll mm-hmm. shine these lights. And I was because you have your soul when you step over into heaven. So you remember things. So when I saw this light bursting out of this top of this teepee shape design, I was thinking that is so much brighter than these big, huge spotlights that they use on the earth. And it is white. It is the whitest white. You, you know, you can't, you can't draw it. You can't paint it. You can't, mimic this white. I mean, this is pure white light, you know, and, and people say they see pure white light and you don't know what mm-hmm. pure white light looks like until you see pure white light. <laughs> you know? That's so true. <laughs> so, it's hard to explain when you have, when you have nothing to explain it with. Yeah. And so it was, uh, so as I got up closer, I could see that it was the angel's wings that was wrapped around Jesus. And I saw Jesus's feet at the kind of the base of the, the teepee and Jesus mm-hmm. looks down kind of under the wings and he you know, sees me coming because he called for me to come. And he does this for me to step into the light under the wings of these angels with him in this light. And so when I stepped into this light with Jesus under the wings of these angels, the only thing I could ask him is how do you make so much light? <laughs> I know it seems to be the question to ask at the time. So he said, because I have so much life in me. Mm. He said, a light bulb. And you know, I'm thinking, we know this, but he told me anyway. He said, a light bulb doesn't produce light until it's put into the socket. He said, there's there's so much life in the socket that it produces the life. It produces the light. When you put the light bulb in the socket, you know, it produces the light. Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. He says, take my life into the darkness and it will bring light. He said, the darkness will leave. He said, take my life. And so here I'm sitting under this teepee and he's telling me, take my life into the darkness and it will produce light. Because I had been praying earlier, I want your light, I want I want your light, I want your light. And, and so it was wrong. You know, what I was what I was asking was kind of right, but it was also kind of wrong. And he so he was adjusting, you know, mm -hmm. you're not taking my light, you're taking my life. And so that's what this was encounter was about, was to kind of tweak, tweak it, you know. And when how he, do you he, think how do you think we take like when he's telling you that he's saying, take my life? How how do you think we can do that? So how so can it, we practically, okay, I want to take his life. How, what's an example of us doing that? So like whenever you go, you know, a lot of people are going into the movie theaters right now <laughs> and praying for people at the end of, of the, the, the show <laughs> of yeah. the come out in Jesus name movie, you know? Uh -huh. And so that is taking the life of Jesus into that darkness. You know, and or I was just I was just ministering at a, a nursing home and taking his life into the place that's dark. You know, the, there's there there there's so much grief and sadness in the nursing homes because they have no life, you know, and so you're taking that, you're taking his life in with you and it produces, you know, it's tangible. The life of Jesus is tangible. You know, when you pray for someone, they feel the kingdom. They feel the presence of God. They feel his love. And that is the kingdom coming down, being touchable. You can touch it. You can touch the kingdom. Of, you can touch the kingdom, you know, by his love. When you feel his love, when you feel um, free from demonic oppression, you know, when you when you free, when you feel free, that is the heaven, that is the kingdom coming down where you can touch it. So he says, take my life. He says, my life produces light, not my light produces life, Kim. <laughs> you know, he should have said that because that's where I was. He said, my, and he, then he said, my life is, I love and I love without anyone's approval. Hmm. And he said, I have compassion on the undeserving. He said, I preach without walls and I do it all for God. Mm. You know, have you have, you know, I've ministered to people and then I've told other people about, you know, like who who I stopped to talk to or something. And they're like, why would you talk to them? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and Jesus was saying, I love without anyone's approval. You know, you can love, you can love to the people, to the homeless people on the street. You can take his love to the people, to the homeless people. And you don't need someone's approval. You don't need someone to say, okay, you can do that. No, you know, Jesus loves without anyone's approval. He has compassion on people that's undeserving. I, I saw a couple just this last week that was actually digging in a dumpster. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was, you know, and I have, I carry a little Ziploc bag with me usually that has like things that homeless people might need, you know, like phenol clippers and, you know, disposable razors and things like that. And I happen to have one in my car at the time. Mm -hmm. And I saw their couple, I saw this couple, dirty, dirty clothes, you know, and my, and all of a sudden I had this compassion. Yeah. It's not because I have a lot of compassion for people who's digging in dumpsters. <laughs> you know, it was it was just Jesus. Yeah. I just felt this compassion of Jesus just kind of rise up. And he had so much love and so much compassion for them. I stopped and I was and I gave him this bag and I was able to minister to them and led. I mean, you know, I was talking to him and the lady, her teeth were so rotten. They were gray. Wow. I mean, it was bad, bad, bad. Mm -hmm. And um, I've, they, I let them both, I got to, you know, with this love of Jesus and the compassion of Jesus that drew them to Jesus and yeah. both of them prayed with me and accepted Jesus. And it was, it was amazing. And I, you know, kind of a, one of the fun things is that he couldn't hear very mm -hmm. well. He was driving. So she was having to say, everything that I was saying to him in his good ear, you know, uh -huh. 
And when it was over, I, I was teasing her. I said, you know, you're an evangelist. <laughs> you're an interpreter and an evangelist. First time you got to, you know, minister to someone. And she's like, yeah, you know. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. But they both just so much. And when I pulled out of the parking lot, I thought that was God. Yeah, it was the, the love and the compassion of Jesus rising up in me to minister to someone. And, you know, I didn't have to have someone's approval to do that. You yeah, know, and, so and I was preaching Jesus without walls, you know, and so that's what that means is you can minister to people in the dumpster, you know, or at nursing homes. You don't have to be in a church. And then he, he um he reminded me of Psalms 143. Let the dawning day bring me revelation of your tender, unfailing love. You know, Jesus is tender. He had so much tender love for, for this couple, you know, and uh, it was just it was just all it was just all Jesus. But anyway, so while I was in this tent, I was in this light with Jesus getting corrected on how I, how I was praying. <laughs> you know, I was sitting there and I could hear this twinkling sound and. It was one of those sounds that I personally, at this point of my life, did not like. It was like fingernails scratching on a chalkboard. It was a, it was a high pitched twinkling that sounded like twinkling wind chimes. Hmm. And every time I would hear this twink, the, the metal twinkling wind chimes, I would just cringe. You know, hmm. so here I am in this tent in the light with Jesus under the wings of these angels. And I hear this twinkling sound. And so instantly I kind of like, <laughs> but Jesus knows what you're thinking. And he knows that he knows that I have issues. <laughs> so he, he brings me into these encounters to fix me, you know, and that's why he wants you to step over and to be with him. Cause he knows you have little issues that he wants to tweak oh, yeah. and to fix. And so when I heard that, I'm kind of like on the inside, and he said, that's the sound. That's one of the sounds that the angels wings make in the throne room. Oh, wow. And I'm like, oh, because, you know, the, the Bible says that, you know, sometimes they sound like water. They sound like a voice or it sounds like an army. I've heard them fluttering. But I, I didn't realize that that was the sound, one of the sounds that the angels' wings make in the throne room. So we were somewhere in either in the throne room under these wings of these angels, or he was just letting me know. But the sound is like if you could, all you glitter lovers, if you could throw glitter up in the air and have glitter fall down, and the, the twinkling sound that it, you know, that glitter could make, that's. Mm -hmm what it sounds like. It's just a, these angels wings is just a glittering twinkling sound. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and he said, because he knew what I was thinking of what the sound mm -hmm. reminded me of. He said, that is why on the earth, there's the metal wind chimes. Mm -hmm. It is symbolic of what the sound that's in the throne room. Oh, wind chimes are so beautiful. I love wind chimes. <laughs> I did not run out and buy any metal wind chimes. <laughs> but at least now when I hear them at someone else's house, I don't cringe. Now when I hear it, or if, I, you know, you're at the store and you hear them at the, you know, at the plant store. I, when I hear that sound, I instantly think the throne room. I think mm -hmm. of angels. I think of, you know, that's in the, that's a sound that is in the throne room. And he said, I had, I gave that desire for someone on the earth to create these little metal wind chimes because mm -hmm. that is the sound in heaven. Oh. And I'm like, well, how about that? <laughs> <laughs> so so we think I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of like how, remember you said there's music and everywhere we go and it would annoy you. And then <laughs> it's kind of along the similar thing, you know, God, yeah, you have a good memory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, and that's, yeah. And the sounds that's at the park is like, because there's sounds, the sounds are in heaven. And then he gave me John one, four. And I love this. He says in him was life. Hmm. And the life was the light of men and the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has never overpowered it. And when I was reading that, I was thinking you could also say the darkness has never overpowered it 
the talking about the light, the darkness has never put it out. The darkness has never absorbed it. The darkness has never seized it and it's unreceptive to it. You know, so we can bring the light of Jesus into these, onto the streets, onto the, the homeless people, you know, into um, just the areas that a lot of people won't go into because the enemy cannot put that light out. Yeah. You know, and then, yeah. And then he reminded me of, um, you know, sometimes when you, when people sometimes pray for other people, they may see a flash of lightning or like a flash of light mm -hmm. that goes from their hands. Well, that's just the presence of Jesus mm. that, you know, that can go from people into someone else, you know, so you may see light. One time I was praying in my utility room and I had just been in the presence of God and just in, just in, you know, just in him. And I come out and my husband says, you're glowing. And he's just like big eyes, wide mouth, you're glowing. And I looked at, you know, I just, I felt so much love and I looked at myself and I thought, I don't feel like I'm glowing. I didn't look like I was glowing, but he could uh -huh. see it. He could see oh, wow. the glowing. Yeah. I thought that was, that was really amazing. Awesome. And then um, another encounter that I had with Jesus, it was, um, I was worshiping and I, I saw in, I saw a, a small lit room and being a photographer, I was used to dark rooms, you know, where, and we would go into the dark room and we would uh, develop negatives and, and, you know, make black and white pictures and do slides and that kind of stuff. So I was familiar with, you know, a small dark room. So when I saw that, I was like, that is full of light there was just so much light coming out of this room and so I was just kind of like that is so strange and because a lot of times you'll have these encounters so you've got to by faith you know mm -hmm. you, just, you encounter the encounter you go into the encounter and then you can come back and ask questions you know or you can research it when you get back you know so when I saw that Jesus said walk into it so I'm I walked into this light room mm -hmm. and even though, you know, I was, you're in my, my body wasn't there. My spirit was there with my soul. And so I walked into this light room and the light was so bright, so intense that it was, I was looking at my hands and the light was going through my hands mm -hmm. and it was going through my stomach and it was going through my feet. It was going through me. And I was just like, this is wild you know because it, it was it is so the light of God the light of Jesus is really so intense it is so bright and Jesus says I call this the light room <laughs> I thought well that's a good name for it <laughs> and and then in Habakkuk or Hebrews 4 13 oh he said I call this the light room nothing is hidden from me and I thought there is there is nothing you know there is nothing I couldn't hide anything any attitudes anything you know when you come into the light of Jesus you can't hide anything he sees it all mm -hmm. and um, and then Hebrews 4 13 it says God is the one we must meet nothing is hidden from him everything is open and he can see it all so whenever you come, you know, whenever you come to him, whenever you have these encounters, just be real because he knows it anyway. You know, Jesus mm -hmm. knew that I didn't like the little twinkling um, symbol, the little twinkling wind chimes. So just be real. And it's like, well, you're right. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that sound. And then I love Daniel's 2.22. It says, it is he who reveals the profound and hidden things. Yeah. And he knows what is in the darkness and the light dwells with him, you know, so whenever he's the one who reveals the hidden things. Mm -hmm. So whenever you're praying for people, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, whenever, you, you know, if you're ministering at the movie theater at the end of the movies or whatever, and people come up to you for prayer and they're wanting deliverance, they're wanting prayer for, you know, for something that's been harassing them, mm -hmm. just, you know, lean in to Jesus. And let his light shine on what's going on in the person. 
because his light will reveal what is going on. They may not even know, you know, I don't know why I feel like this or I feel like that, but he knows and his light will shine and will reveal those little demonic things that are hiding in the hiding in the corners, you know, and he reminded me of uh, kind of gave me this illustration. He said, uh, you know, if like if you have a mouse in the attic mm -hmm. and you can hear that thing scurrying around. So what do you do? You get your flashlight, you get the one that's got the real high powered beam and you crawl up in the attic or you get your husband to crawl up in the attic <laughs> and take the flashlight. And go like it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And um, so I would probably get the flashlight knowing me and I would be the one up in the attic just because I just that's kind of my personality. <laughs> but, you know, and you take your flashlight and you you don't stop until you find it. You know, you shine your flashlight in the areas until you spot what's in the corner and until you see those little beady eyes looking back at you. And then, you know, I got you. Mm -hmm. I found you, you know, and that's what Jesus wants to do is because we have authority, we have power, we have his life, we has we have his light in us. We can take that into the darkness and we can hunt for those little beady eyes that's hiding in the corners and we can help and deliver people and set, help set them free. You know, there's a there's a lot of churches that don't do that. You know, there's a lot of places that don't do that and people are being harassed and they need us. You know, they need us to help them when they're digging in the dumpsters, <laughs> you know, to, oh, yeah. to pray for them. Or, you know, you're at the store and someone kind of is highlighted to you. You know, you're walking through the grocery store and there's just all of a sudden someone kind of is highlighted to you above kind of everybody else. But that is... That is the Holy Spirit saying, I need you to take the life of Jesus to them. There's something mm -hmm. that I want to say to them. And so mm -hmm. you just, you know, you don't have to say anything major or, you know, crazy. You just go up and say something as simple as, you know, when I saw you, Jesus kind of highlighted you to me. And I just want you to know that he cares about you, that yeah. he sees you, he loves you. And just, you know, just love on them. You don't have to, you know, quote verses and cast out demons. Just love on them and be nice, you know. And he'll give you, you know, he'll tell you what to say. And in such and, a selfish world, people don't really see anyone else. So to stop and even listen to someone or say, is there anything I can pray with you about? And just listen to what's going on in their life. I mean, that shows the love of God so tremendously because usually people are so busy, you know, they're not looking at anyone. They they don't have time. So just to show that you care about a complete stranger, whether that's to help them if they're homeless or pray for them or wherever. I mean, that's so showing the love of God to those who maybe feel neglected and less than or you know, not down yeah, in the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And not seeing one, one fun thing that I like to do is uh, I get like gift cards mm -hmm. and you can just do like $5 gift cards or, you know, just, you know, whatever, whatever you can do. And I'll, you know, take them with me. And whenever I go into, you know, the grocery store or somewhere, I'll ask the Holy spirit highlight someone to me that would benefit you know, someone. And my heart is for, for the kids, for the children. So I use the, and, and for dogs. <laughs> if it's not a baby, it's a dog. So. That's smart gift card. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, so I'll, um, a lot of times I'll just have like, maybe it's like a $5 gift card or 10 or 25 or whatever you feel like doing. Mm -hmm. And I'm, you know, if he doesn't tell me kind of which direction to go or someone, I, I will usually go over to the baby section where the diapers are because diapers are so expensive, mm -hmm. aren't they? Yes. <laughs> Send Kelsey gift yes, cards. No. <laughs> so, you know, I'll go to the baby section and just recently I went and this isn't for me. This is just to give people ideas. OK, this is just for ideas. Right. It's not. Oh, this is not, you know, me. This is, you know, anyone, anyone, everyone can do this. It's just, I'm simple mom doing this. Mm -hmm. So I went to um, the baby section and there was um, a man that he was covered in tattoos. Mm -hmm. 
he was, you know, he didn't look like he had a baby. <laughs> he looked more like a grandfather, possibly, let's put it that way. But he was covering tattoos and, and his clothes were, you know, kind of fit the whole, that kind of, that whole category. And, but I, and, but he was looking at diapers and I thought, that's my man right there. That's him. <laughs> that's my guy. <laughs> and so I went up to him and I, and I told him, I said, you know, I just, I felt like when I saw you, I just felt like that, you know, Jesus wanted you to know that he cares and he loves you. And I did bless you with this gift card. And he looked at it and he just like, I was wondering how I was going to buy these, Aww. you know? And so being kind of the grandfather look, I'm assuming that he was, you know, probably trying to help his daughter, you know, maybe trying to help somebody. Maybe he was trying to help someone, you right. know? And, um, so that just really, you know, so you can just do simple things. If there hadn't have been someone in the baby section, I, I would have gone to the dog food aisle because, you know, <laughs> we love our dogs. Yeah. And dog food's expensive too. So you can bless someone in the dog food aisle. Just, you know, wherever your heart is, go, go to that area. You know, if you love plants, go to the plant section and just bless someone, find yeah. someone that stands out and just bless someone. Just be the light of Jesus, be the hands of Jesus and just pour love into someone just for no reason, just because, you know, yeah. just because he wants to. And then um, this last encounter I was wanting to share is shortly after the, shortly after that, last one was um i saw i was worshiping this all these happen for me whenever i'm worshiping jesus and i'm just focused on him and i probably have some soaking music going and i saw jesus and he was um he had, this time he had this kind of a typical robe on. A lot of times when I see him, he's he's wearing like bohemian style clothes or he's wearing jeans or he's, you know, he's wearing mm -hmm. something else. But this time he actually had on the typical robe, like what you'd picture Jesus. Mm -hmm. And when I saw him a little bit off from the distance again, I saw him. And so that, again, is your encounter. You can either stop there mm -hmm. and not go any closer or you can go closer. And so when I saw him, I was watching him and he had this light that was around him and it was moving and it was circling around him. And it was like big, wide ribbons of light that was just wrapping, wrapping around him, not wrapping him like a mummy, but wrapping around kind of like he was on the outside of him, just wrapping, going around and around him. And it was so incredible. And he was, he saw me and he looks up at me and smiles because, you know, he sees you, you're there. So he wants you to come closer. Don't stop there. Come closer. And so I ran up to him. And I, when I ran up to him, he opened his arms out and I ran into him. And he, as he wrapped his arms around me, he was just wrapping this love and this light around me and I wrapped my arms around his waist and put my head on his chest and I was just uh, he was just hugging me and he just had me wrapped in his arms and this light that was around him and just so much love was just engulfing me mm -hmm. and he you know when I because you have your soul you have issues <laughs> you know you have issues he knows you have issues and he's okay with that still come to him you know yes. and so I didn't know I had any issues when I came to him. I just, I was just Jesus and I ran, you know, and as he wrapped his arms around me, he said, light heals. It heals. Open up and let the light heal you. Mm. And so, you know, because you can come to Jesus and you can kind of like, I'm going to come to you, but I'm not going to open up. I'm not going to, I'm not going to let you in. I'm not going to, you know, and so mm -hmm. I guess at that time, when I had, when I was coming to him, my heart was closed. My emotions were closed. And mm -hmm. so he said, open up. My light will heal you. And as I only, oh, oh yeah, that's right. You're nice. <laughs> you know, Jesus is really nice. He really is. He's not mean. He's not angry. He doesn't yell, you know? And so I would just like, he had to remind me, oh yeah, you're nice. You're safe. You're a safe place. And mm -hmm. so as I kind of let my, my walls down, let my defenses down and opened up, I could feel his love going into me and all the, this bitterness and this anger 
and this disappointment and the discouragement that I had had carried mm-hmm. while I was wrapped in his love and in this light was just going. It was just leaving me. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. I was just like, it was so, I felt so refreshed. I felt so healed and so loved. It was incredible. And so when I came back out of that encounter, I was just like, I didn't even know I was carrying it. Mm. You know, I didn't even know that I had anger or that I was feeling disappointed or I was feeling discouraged until you come into the presence of Jesus. Mm. And so his presence, that's why he wants you to have these encounters. You know, you don't have to, you know, quote three Hail Marys and, and, you know, crawl up cross glass and plead the blood and, you know, quote the scriptures and sing three hymns, you know, just come to him, come to him the way you are. And he will, he'll fix you. (laughs) You know, he knows how to fix you. He'll pour his love into you. And it's just, it was just incredible. So whenever I came out of that, I was just like, wow, I feel so much better. I feel so loved and so light. And it was just incredible. You know, the love of Jesus is just so incredible. Yes. And um, you may share the encounter at the, at the camper that I had. Well, I keep thinking when you said that, I keep thinking, you know, he says, come to me, all those who are thirsty, you know, come (laughs) to me, all those who are heavy laden and burdened. And a lot of times in life, just because we live in a fallen world and, you know, people unknowingly make mistakes or maybe someone was supposed to call you and they didn't call you. And even that can get in you and you don't realize like that's something, or maybe even a family member, you can have some type of problem or someone at work and you don't realize the impact that that can really have on you until, like you said, Kim, when you get into the presence of the Lord and you start meeting with him and loving him and it, he does literally take those burdens and he lifts them off of you. And it's like, Oh, I didn't realize that this was what this was doing to me until I, I was in your presence until I started pouring my love on you and setting my affections on heavenly things, setting my affections upon the Lord. I didn't even realize I had this. I think we all, we all have that all the time. And that's why continually being with him is, I mean, it's the solution to so many things. <laughs> Jesus is, is the answer. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And being in his presence is just so, you know, it's sometimes people when they're, when they're hurt, you know, and you know, when you're hurt or bitter, you're mad at the world, you know, you don't, last thing you want to do used to be the last thing that you want to do is go to God, you know, when, right. you know, because you're mad, you don't want to, you don't want to go to God because he's nice Mm -hmm. and happy and stuff. And, and you're like, I'm mad. I'm going to stay mad. I'm going to stay in my mad spot. I'm going to stay right here in my mad place. And I'm just going to let this fester for a while, you know, Mm -hmm. but as you know, but just, you know, just one, as they say, just one touch of Jesus and all that is gone, you know, and just, and like you said, the, it can be the simple things. It can be that that simple conversation that you had with your family member that has put a little that has put a wound in you. And, mm-hmm. you know, and if you would spend time at night. So I usually spend time in the morning and at night with Jesus. I guess I have a lot of issues. <laughs> so I, gotta, I have to double dip, you know, but and, you know, and so you can go to bed with a, you know, with a clean heart and full of love and just, you know, but um, when I was at the camper, just this last week, the Holy Spirit woke me up and he woke me up with, with just this urgency to pray. Mm -hmm. And it was an urgency to pray. Mm -hmm. And so as I, um, as I began praying, the Holy Spirit said, there is coming an explosion from underground. Something that has been festering underground is coming to the surface like a volcano. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like that it's not physical. It's not in the natural. This is, this is spiritual. This is in your soul. 
And he, and then as I just kept praying and was watching what he was showing me, I saw this, this volcano type image. Mm -hmm. And I saw Jesus with his life and his light. He went down into this volcano. He went down into this dark pit and it caused it. It caused all this darkness to come up and to come out. It just, it just exploded like a volcano would explode. And I saw the angels kind of tearing away this thin layer on this volcano and it, and it just tore it away and everything that had been festering underground just came up and it came out. It was just a major explosion that came out and it exploded outward and it, it was exposed to the light and is what I was watching. Once again, I was kind of back and I was watching this and I was watching this volcano and I saw Jesus, Jesus's life and his light go deep into this volcano. And as it, as he went deep, deep, deep down to the darkness, it caused it to explode out and all this stuff came out and it didn't come out into the atmosphere, but it came out into the light. Mm. And I thought that is really cool. And it, he and the Holy Spirit was saying that it was things are festering mm. underground. Mm. And the life and the light of Jesus is going in. And it is bringing out what's been festering underground up and out into the light. And he kept using the word festering. You know, things are festering underground. I'm just like festering, you know, and so, so I do sozos which is healing of the heart. And so when I was like festering, that sounds like a wound, you know, and, and that's what that is. I looked it up and mm. festering is like a wound that was infected and now it's got bacteria. Mm. And the Holy Spirit was saying that there's, what he wants to do is that there are people that are wounded and they have been festering. And he said there was, just, there was an urgency to release the anger, extreme anger, extreme hatred, extreme bitterness that has been festering underground. He said, because it will come up <laughs> and it will manifest one way or another. You know, it will manifest in the natural one way or the other. If you hang on to that anger and that bitterness, when it comes, it will come out. Mm -hmm. And you will do something one way or the other, however that looks, if it's, you know, to go to the liquor store, or if it's to, you know, you're, you're going to do something, or if it's going to, you know, attack children, or if it's, you know, whatever that is, or if you don't, if it doesn't come out like that, it's going to implode in your body and it will come out in a sickness or a disease you know, sometimes it's the anger and it's the hatred and it's the bitterness that is festering underground that causes us to be sick. Mm. You know, and he is wanting, he's he's just saying that this is, it's an urgent, right now it's urgent. He's wanting for you to be released, to be free of this anger, of this bitterness that has been rolling around on the inside of you. And it's very easy. He just wants the life of Jesus, the light of Jesus to come out, expose it. And it's not going to be exposed into the atmosphere. It's going to just come into the light of Jesus. And Jesus wants to heal those hearts and to set those people free. Because that's why he came. And Jesus is really nice. And so if and so if I could pray. Yeah, I would love that. Okay. So if that if that ministers to you, if you're if you have um <laughs> I was getting like extreme anger, extreme bitterness, extreme hatred. But if maybe you're like, well, I'm just a little mad, <laughs> you know, that's, you know, maybe you're not extreme. Maybe you're not, you know, going to go out and do anything violent, you know, but you're still like you have you have issues and <laughs> you've got some issues rolling in there. Maybe episodes of time, like episodes of times of extreme anger, not all the time, but there right. might be an episode of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and so that's so if that's you, if you have something that's rolling around in you and that 
you know, maybe you have a sickness that you can't seem to get rid of. You've got, you, you know, maybe you have cancer, you've got rheumatoid arthritis, you have arthritis, you have migraines, you have nightmares, you have some kind of a, a sickness on your body that just doesn't seem to go away. And you know that you're bitter, you know that you're jealous. Jealousy is another, you know, jealousy can cause all kinds of crazy reactions, either in the natural or in your body, you know, somehow these things are going to manifest, you know, so if that's you, I would like to pray for you. So if that's you, if you'd put your hand on your heart, I would like to pray for you. If you would say with me, I choose to forgive those that have hurt me. I choose to forgive right now that person that hurt me, that group that has hurt me, that church that has hurt me. I choose to forgive them now. And I release all hatred. I release all anger. I release all bitterness from my soul. I release all jealousy from my soul now. I release I release this now to you, Jesus, and I receive the life. I receive the life of Jesus now to fill me with your life. Fill me with your light. Come into those areas that are hidden. <laughs> Come bring your light into those areas that have that's hidden that I don't even know about. And release me. I just release. I release all these hidden things that I don't even know that I have that's hidden. I release these to you, Jesus. And I receive the life and the light of Jesus now to set me free. I receive the life and the love of Jesus. I receive now from you, Jesus. Make me whole. I receive the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to partner with the spirit of bitterness, the spirit of hatred, the spirit of anger or jealousy. I receive the Holy Spirit now. Fill me with your Holy Spirit right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. And if that's you, if you'll email me or put in the chat, I'd like to know. I get some amazing, amazing emails. And then he gave me this great scripture in Malachi. It says, but for you who honor me, goodness will shine on you like the sun with healing in its rays or its wings. You, the ones that just prayed with me, you will jump around. You will go out leaping like a well-fed calf, like a little fat baby calf being left from, that was my version, <laughs> being let out of the stall. <laughs> you will crush and trample the wicked like ashes under your feet on the day. I will do this, says the Lord all-powerful, mighty God of the armies. So he is, that's who you are. You serve an almighty God, full of power, full of authority. That's who you are. You're hidden in him. So just be, you know, be free and go leaping like a fat calf out of the stall. <laughs> he doesn't want you burdened down. Yeah. And then I had... And then I had one word of knowledge that he gave me this morning for someone. Mm -hmm. um, I, I saw this this person. He showed me uh, a, like a mother. He, he showed me a mother and he said that there's someone whose child has just moved away. And you're boxing up their you're boxing up their things and you're reminiscing. And he says, you're having a really hard time with with your child moving away. And he just wants you to know that he sees you and he is with you. And so he just wants you to be encouraged that you're not doing this by yourself. He sees you and he is with you. And I just release this comfort of Jesus, the comfort of the Holy Spirit to wrap his arms around you right now, that as you're packing up, the things of your children and releasing them <laughs> that he sees you and he loves you. And he knows those areas of your heart and he wants to touch you and he wants you to be healed. He wants you to just to receive his love right now in Jesus name. 
Mm-hmm. Amen. And, you know, prayers of a mother are so powerful. And there are times where when you let them go, you know, just asking the Lord to be with them. And I think it's hard letting your kids go because you know, they're on their own, right? Like, here you are in the world all by yourself. <laughs> I can't have you under my covering anymore. But I remember even my mom telling me there'd be nights where she would fall asleep because I was a heathen, like really bad heathen. And mm. so my mom would always give me to the Lord. So she would say, Lord, you know where Kelsey is. You know how to take care of her. You know how to protect her. So Lord, I give Kelsey to you. Wow. And I thank you that you are with her. I trust you fully to take care of her. And wow. my mom wouldn't be up waiting till, you know, three, four in the morning with anxiety and worry. She would hand me over to the Lord and say, Father, I trust you that you're capable of protecting my daughter. And I trust you and know that you'll bring her back to you, you know, and God was faithful. And so look at you. Wow. I know. You're such an that's so encouraging just to know that. I didn't know that. God, God drew my heart through um, encounters with him, through his word. I mean, through his goodness, seeing all that Jesus did for me. And I needed a savior. I was a horrible sinner and it was awful. I mean, my life was horrible until I met Jesus. And, you know, so even if it's the time to let them go and, you know, you're packing their stuff up and don't don't worry, you know, just give them fully to the Lord mm. and trust fully in God because God is capable of getting a hold of them in may, many different ways. God will get a hold of their heart and train the child up in the way they should go. They won't depart from it. So if they're raised in a Christian home on the solid foundation of Christ, they will come back. It's just a matter of time. So be encouraged. It's a matter of time. Yep. It's just a Give matter of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And don't say, God, break their legs. Teach them a lesson. That's not yeah. how. Don't do that. Don't pray that way. Pray for the goodness of God, that they come They come back to Jesus out of the goodness of God. You know, yeah. the Lord brought me, you know, when I was drunk driving, he brought, he didn't cause me to have a wreck to say, okay, well, I told you, stop it. You know, it was in his goodness. His goodness brought me back to Jesus. And, you know, it's the goodness of God that brings that brings them back. So, yeah. Yep. Keep praying for him. Never stop Keep praying. praying. Never praying stop. Powerful. <laughs> All right, Kim. Well, how um, how can people follow you? Do you have any resources? I know um, we have heavenisfun.com right below your name there. Uh, you have a couple books, don't you? I do. I have I have a couple of books of the encounters that I was sharing. Uh, you can find more of them in Heaven is Real and Fun. Have, the book is Heaven is Real and Fun. You can get it from the website. Heaven is Fun. And um, I also have an event coming up. Can I share about the event? Oh, yes, please. Okay, so I have an event coming up that's on my website. So if you go to my website, heavenisfun.com, under the events tab, uh, May 20th, I'm having a women's conference in Rogers, Arkansas, and it's limited seating. So you need to you need to register, but you can find that on the website or you can pick up any of the books, the uh, the paperback. Heaven is real and fun. You can also download that. I also have that as audio. It's an audio book where you can, you know, where you can download it. And I also have it as CDs. There are lots of people that still use CDs. So I do, I do have that. And then the manual on how to do this, how to hear, how to see, how to step over. I have the manual and Jesus sat on the stump. I so I have all kinds of books and then my husband's cookbook. He's always excited when I, when he sells a cookbook, it makes him so happy <laughs> and he keeps cooking. Oh. So please, please buy. <laughs> so I want him to cook. He's in there cooking right now. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Don't you, uh, does your husband cook? Yeah, he helped. He helps, but I love to cook. I love to cook ah. and bake and my husband will help. He's more on the grill. He loves to grill mm-hmm. and he does a really awesome job at grilling. So luckily he, he doesn't say, I hate cooking. So he helps me, which is a blessing. That's, praise God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you cook, Kim, or just your husband? 
I I did cook until my husband retired and then he kind of took over the kitchen. So I took over the yard. So I'm outside all the time, which is funny because he's in the house cooking and I'm outside mowing. So we're like, uh, this works for us. (laughs) So he's like, I'm like, don't make me cook. And he's like, don't make me go outside. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. Well, whatever works a good marriage, you each help each other. Well, you guys, thank you so much for being with us today, Kim. Thanks for joining us and sharing all the beautiful things um, that Jesus has shown you. I know so many of you are blessed. And like Kim said, please email us and let us know, um, you know, what happened if you received your freedom or email Kim and let her know because testimonies really encourage us, you guys. And we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Tomorrow we have Manny Johnson on with us. So you don't want to miss that. Um, I know he has some new words from the Lord. Uh, One of his words is talking about there will be many in handcuffs. So you don't want to miss tomorrow's show. You want to join us. Until then, we love you guys so much. We bless you today. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.